So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Amy Horneman, and I'm a functional medicine practitioner, and I specialize in treating thyroid conditions, broken metabolisms, all those fun symptoms that we're going to be talking about today, like not able to lose weight, no matter what you do, you're putting on weight like crazy, you hold water like a camel. All of those broken metabolism issues mainly center around the thyroid, but I also deal with insulin resistance and hormone issues. A lot of times some will have a gut issue that that's the, that's where the inability to lose weight and all the symptoms are stemming from, but we get to the root cause. That's what functional medicine does. And since I suffered from a thyroid condition myself and was misdiagnosed six times and went through years of frustration, I get it. So I get you when you tell me how you're feeling. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Symptoms. I want to go over some symptoms that maybe you haven't even thought of. So, you know, when we talk about the thyroid, we, we think about the big ones, right? What are the big symptoms when we're talking about a problem with the thyroid? Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. The thyroid's the master gland. Let's remember that. The thyroid is the master. It controls every cell in your body, every organ system. There is a receptor site on every cell for T3, including very important for the heart, heart health. So when we talk about your metabolism, we really have to tie it back to the thyroid because the thyroid is the master. So the big ones that we think of are weight gain, inability to lose weight no matter what you do, fatigue, debilitating fatigue, hair loss, losing hair on the outer corners of your eyebrows. That's a sign. Um, mixed edema, poofiness in the face, thickness in the neck. Um, fat rolls in the neck where otherwise you're relatively lean, um, sleep disturbances. Those are the big ones, dry skin, brittle nails, breaking nails, ridges on your nails, sometimes white spots on your nails. But we're also going to be talking about today, some of the symptoms that maybe aren't your thyroid. So we can't blame everything on the thyroid, but we have to look first at what symptoms could be pointing to a thyroid problem. So I want to go over a list and do some talk about some that maybe you didn't even think of. And then when I say it, you're going to go, oh my gosh, that's me. How about that? And I will post a link to the complete thyroid fix lab and symptom checklist. So you can have all these symptoms that we're talking about. You can go down, you can check them off yourself. And then you can go, oh, wow, I guess I need to get thorough labs done in order to check the health of my thyroid. And this checklist will also have 
the labs that you need to get to either order yourself or ask your doctor to run on you to get that whole picture of what your thyroid is doing, to get that total health picture. Okay. So other things that we sometimes think about or don't think about when we are talking about thyroid conditions, heavy periods, infertility, miscarriages, and children with developmental delays. Now, I posted a video last week on, was it last week? No, I posted a link um, over the weekend about um, the importance of removing fluoride from your life, how it does cause autism, developmental delays, lowered IQ. And of course, we know that fluoride and the thyroid do not mix. You do not want fluoride in your life. But the other thing to think about is if you have suffered from multiple miscarriages or infertility, it could be your thyroid. And this could be a big, big red flag, a big symptom to look more into before you... Now, if, if you've already been pregnant, you've had successful pregnancies, that's fine. But if you plan on getting pregnant again, if you're in the process of trying, make sure you get your thyroid thoroughly tested because miscarriages, infertility, and autism, ADHD, children with developmental delays are big ones when it comes to the thyroid. So that's one that I really want you to get checked and listen to if this is happening to you. Now, depression and anxiety. How many times do you go into your doctor and you're saying, listen, I'm anxious. My heart's racing. I can't sleep. And then I go into this depressive state and they go, well, here's an antidepressant. Here's an anti-anxiety medication. Band-Aid, Band-Aid sends you on your way, right? Depression and anxiety are big ones. And just because you have depression doesn't mean you're hypo. And just because you have anxiety does not mean you're hyper thyroid. Depression and anxiety can occur when you are hypothyroid, when you are not being properly medicated, not being properly treated. Maybe you're not even diagnosed yet and you have all of these symptoms. And after we get done talking today, you're going to be like, whoa, holy hell, I really need to get my thyroid tested because a lot of these symptoms, you're talking to me, you're explaining me. This is it. That's what I'm dealing with. So um, moving on, slow heart rate or heart palpitations. Either one, just because you're having heart palpitations does not mean that you're over-medicated. Do not go into your doctor and say, hey doc, I'm having a rapid heart rate and heart palpitations and let them drop your medication without thoroughly testing you. That's they're gonna be their first go-to. But remember, you can have heart palpitations with hypothyroidism too, with an under-medicated, under-treated thyroid condition. Intolerance to cold or warm temperatures. It's both people. It is both. And your body temperature can swing. Now, if it's swinging on an hourly basis, on a minute to minute basis, that makes it a little bit tougher to narrow down and say it's your thyroid, that you're under medicated, not properly medicated. We can't just go on that symptom alone. And we're going to get into how these symptoms tie to a bunch of other conditions or answers as well. So intolerance to cold or warm temperatures. Now, even if you are intolerant to warm, like I am, my house is set at 66 degrees. If I had my tether, that would be 66 all the time, but I try to turn it up so as not to blow out the air conditioning um, and have a super high electric bill. But I sleep with a fan on me, a fan above me, 
and the AC jacked down as far as I can go. That's just me. I hate being warm. Hate, hate, hate being warm. Now I'm optimized. That's not pointing towards necessarily me being under medicated, over medicated. That's just one of those symptoms that it's gotten a little better, but that's just me. You might be completely intolerant to heat and suffering from a bunch of other symptoms, the fatigue, the waking, the inability to lose weight, the losing hair, the depression, the anxiety. So we have to look at you as a whole person and not just say, okay, well, this person is hot all the time when everybody else is comfortable, or this person is cold all the time when everyone else is comfortable, it must be hypothyroidism. No, but that's one of the pieces of the puzzle to pay attention to. Bloating or gas, heartburn. These are signs of low, slow motility through the digestive tract, constipation. This ties directly to hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's as well. Here's one for you, frozen shoulder. Did you know that if you suffer from frozen shoulder, it could be, I say could be, it could be tied back to your thyroid. We are finding more evidence that muscle pain, joint pain, muscle stiffness, frozen shoulder can tie back to an underlying thyroid condition or that you're undermedicated and you're still subclinical. Now, is that the case all the time? Of course not. Sometimes you just need to go to your chiropractor or get a massage. Sometimes it's just structural or it's overuse or it's an old injury. Maybe you have scoliosis and that's going to kind of twist your body. That's what I have. Twist your body in certain ways where this shoulder falls forward. So this one always tightens up. And then the curve is this way in my back. So that side always tightens up in my lower back. Sometimes just a good old adjustment and massage does it. But if it's chronic and it's not going away with treatment or physical therapy, or massage or chiropractic, then you might want to think about adding that to the list and checking that box off in the lab and symptom checklist as one of your symptoms that you're dealing with could be hypothyroidism, food intolerance, increased allergies and hives. I see this a lot with my Hashimoto's patients that they break out in hives randomly, sometimes when exposed to the sun, sometimes not. Sometimes it will just be very, very random. It will change with the seasons and it could be something that they're not even connecting to in their mind. It could be a, a slight change in a formulation of laundry detergent and boom, they're having an autoimmune reaction to it. So increased allergies, hives, when we're talking about sleeping, insomnia, trouble falling asleep, trouble staying asleep, that can be connected to other things too. But if you're checking off this box and there's a lot being checked off, you might want to think about it, right? You might want to think a little bit deeper. Decreased strength. How about that one? Hmm? All my men out there, all my women that like to, to lift heavy, and you notice a decreased strength. It's kind of out of the blue, right? You're just like, what the hell is going on here? Could be, could be tied back to hypothyroidism. We talked about irregular periods, heavy periods, infertility, miscarriages, children with developmental delays. That's all kind of combined. Since the thyroid is the master, we have to think about its effects on our sex hormones. Estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, DHEA, all of those come into play and have to balance out. It's like a nice little teeter-totter, right? They all have to balance out. Women, don't forget, you need testosterone as well. So those might be out of balance because the thyroid's out of whack up here, affecting the trickle-down sex hormones. And then you have periods, cycles that are all over the place and you're struggling from infertility or miscarriages, something to think about and something to get tested. 
Now, I'm going to sidestep for a moment. Children with developmental delays, get a full thyroid panel done. Get a full thyroid panel, including antibodies, done on children with developmental delays or autism. It's amazing how I am finding subclinical hypothyroidism in these kids and sometimes even the presence of Hashimoto's when the mother has not been diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So autoimmune, very, very strong genetic component could be trickled down from grandparents, from aunts, uncles, from dad. Doesn't always have to be the mom passing it on to the kid, to the baby. Get your children tested if they do have any developmental delays or autism. Just rule that out, please. Just get tested. Make sure they're in the optimal range. And let's rule that out. Okay. Fatigue or aching muscles kind of goes along with that frozen shoulder thing, right? So we were talking about just having these muscle pains that it's like, why do I have these every day? I'm not working out. Or if I am working out, I'm doing some gentle stretching. I'm walking the dog. I'm not slamming some weights and powerlifting and doing CrossFit. But I have this deep fatigue, that achy like fibromyalgia pain, which it could be fibro because fibro and Hashi go together. So fibromyalgia pain, that deep muscular ache. Think about that. That's a symptom. Um, I, we mentioned dry, coarse skin. So dry skin, dry hands, brittle nails, um, flakiness, psoriasis. That's a big one because that's autoimmune, very much tied to Hashimoto's. But then also think puffy face and puffy eyes and dry eyes. Um, so with that, really interesting story. I had a patient that we started her on T3 because, as you know, my thought process is T4 only. It really doesn't work in the majority of people. So we started her on a little bit of T3. And within two days, now this is a very, very fast result. Um, I feel like I need that little, like, parenthesis disclaimer, like these results are not indicative of what you will get, but you never know because T3 is really powerful. So this woman, she went into the bathroom on day two of starting T3 and she started crying because what she would see in the mirror every day, and even her husband commented on it, was these big poofy uh, eyes and then dark, dark circles under her eyes and those disappeared. So hello, tied to the thyroid. So Puffy face, dry eyes. Sometimes it drives me nuts. This is this is a downfall of what I specialize in. I will be out like at a restaurant and I'll see a one. And I just want to go up to her and say, have you had your thyroid tested? Because she will have like moon face that doesn't look like it's her structure, right? It's not this youth, youthful, round, like Renee Zellweger kind of face. It's just, you could tell there's just edema there. There's poofiness. And like I said earlier in the live, that, that thick neck, sometimes you can see a goiter. Sometimes it's just this thickness around the neck. Sometimes it's like a double roll where there'll be a line across a person's neck and they'll have fat pads on either side. Um, when that is all together, accompanied by some like dry, coarse hair, I just, I just want to tell, I just want to walk up to her and be like, honey, we got to test your thyroid because there's something going on here. Um, so that's something to, to keep in mind. We talked about brittle nails and toenails, hair loss, hair loss, ladies, 
dry, brittle hair, hair loss, hair coming out in clumps, too much hair coming on your brush, or just your hair not growing past a certain point. That can be indicative of hypothyroidism, and that takes a while to come back. It's one of the most frustrating pieces for women, right along with the weight gain and the fatigue. I think those three kind of like are at a race for first place with the most annoying symptom of hypothyroidism. So hair loss is a big one with my patients, and it takes a while to come back because when we start your metabolism back up again, it's like starting an engine and that hair growth cycle, the growth phase, the dormant phase, the falling out phase starts to speed up. So we, if we start you on an optimization process of getting everything fixed and optimized and get you your life back and your metabolism back, sometimes the hair will seem like it get, gets worse before it gets better as your body balances out and your metabolism increases. But hair loss is a big one. I don't have to spend too much time on that, but I will circle back to that when we're talking about other things that it could be. We talked about constipation, brain fog while doing routine tasks, problems with concentration. Maybe you have adult ADD. You just can't focus. You're burning stuff on the stove because you're folding the laundry and you forgot that you started dinner. Blood sugar control. So this is where we see the other systems get impacted. And sometimes the other systems will be that which gives you that, that signal, that red flag, like, hey, let's get your thyroid tested because there's something going on here. So blood sugar control, hypo or hyperglycemia. So you might plummet low and feel that hypoglycemic jittery feeling. Maybe you're getting glucose readings in the 70s. And that's really, really low for you and you don't feel right. And you're one of those people that say, well, if I don't eat, I'm going to rip someone's head off and I get really lightheaded and really tired and I can't concentrate. Or you're one of those people that say, every time I eat, I feel jittery. My heart rate increase. I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, I'm up to like 120 post meal. And then you're taking your glucose and you're 120, 140, 160 post meal. You're above an 86 fasted in your glucose your A1C is above a five. That's a problem with blood sugar control. So going back to the insulin tie-in, sometimes that will show its ugly head before you even know you have a thyroid problem. High cholesterol. Now this is debated because what is high cholesterol, right? Used to be that that total cholesterol could be 300 and you wouldn't even get flagged. Now you're getting flagged if it's over a 200. I have many people that are not on a statin that are healthy as a horse and their LDL is like in the 300s. So what is high cholesterol? That's to be debated. That's another video altogether. Something to just keep in mind though, because that could be a big red flag and you might need your thyroid tested. I have another video on my YouTube channel and it's that triangle. I forget the name of the video. I'd have to look that up for you. But it's the triangle. It's where the thyroid's at the top. You got insulin over here. You got cholesterol over here. You fix the thyroid. Insulin gets better, although we like to treat this over here, blood sugar control with berberine. But then all of a sudden, the cholesterol gets really pretty. And then your doctor's happy. So there is a connection between the thyroid and cholesterol, something to keep in mind. Estrogen dominance is a sign that you might have a thyroid problem and estrogen dominance will also interfere with T4 to T3 conversion. So you want to get that checked. Low progesterone. I can't tell you the amount of 
30 and 40 year olds that I am seeing with postmenopausal progesterone levels. It's insane. Same amount as what I'm seeing these poor men with low testosterone levels. And that's another topic. So men, if you have low testosterone, we have to check your thyroid because there's a big correlation there. That low testosterone and thyroid conditions, huge correlation. Where we see one, we usually see the other. Hard to say which came first, chicken or the egg. Thyroid is the master, but men, you're exposed to so many estrogenic compounds and stress and pesticides and toxins that your poor testosterone levels are plummeting these days. I'm talking 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and even 70-year-olds having testosterone levels of that of a 90-year-old. And the range is too big. I did do a men's segment a few weeks ago. You can always go back in Facebook and watch that. You can jump on my YouTube channel. Just search Amy Horniman on YouTube. You'll find my YouTube channel, and you can watch those videos on testosterone. Low testosterone, big one. High testosterone in women. Hello, PCOS, PCOS. Low progesterone, high testosterone, irregular periods, high insulin levels. We see a really strong correlation with hypothyroidism. High cortisol or low cortisol, either one. Now, the only way to get an accurate picture of your cortisol is to do a four-point salivary cortisol panel. Please do not tell me that you had your AM cortisol done via blood and your doctor said you were high or low. That's one point in the day. That does not give us the full picture of what your adrenals are doing and what your cortisol is actually doing. It gives us this teeny tiny little snapshot. Remember, your cortisol goes on a pattern. It starts high and goes down throughout the day and dips low. We want you to stay within a certain range, that optimal range through the day. Now, sometimes people will have a random point that's high or low. And sometimes we actually treat you specifically based on your cortisol rhythm. That's another topic too. But high or low cortisol via a four-point salivary cortisol panel can be indicative. Let's say you did the four-point first, right? And you're like, whoa. Look at these quarters. I'm flatlining or I'm all across the top. I'm, I'm low all the time. We have to do a full thyroid panel and check that on you. Goiter or nodules, cysts on the thyroid, enlarged thyroid gland. This drives me batshit crazy when patients are told by their doctors, we're just going to watch that. Yeah, you have a goiter. Yeah, you have some nodules. Oh, they're benign. We're just going to keep an eye on them. What body part? I mean, from skin to your liver, to your kidneys, to any place that can, to, you know, anywhere that can, that can grow a cyst or, or, or bump or a nodule or growth or a tumor. Do we just keep an eye on it? No, we, we, that, that's a sign from your body saying, hello, there's something not quite right here. And that's a sign for you to look at and say, maybe there's something going on that I might need to test it a little bit more thoroughly, right? Just saying. So I want to go over now, let's go back through that list and let's give you some other food for thought. Because while all of this is so important to think of and get your thyroid tested, what if you get your thyroid tested and we're pretty darn sure that you're optimal, you're falling into the functional medicine optimal ranges, you feel good for the most part, but there's still some of these little sneaky symptoms hanging out. Let's talk about what else they could be. Now, the what else they could be can also tie back to the thyroid. Let's start with hair loss, right? 
Low ferritin and low zinc levels can cause hair loss, but low ferritin can also impair T4 to T3 conversion. And zinc is very important for thyroid function as well across the board. So low ferritin, low zinc impairs the thyroid, low ferritin, low zinc, even in a euthyroid patient can cause hair loss. Something to think about. DHT, dihydrotestosterone. We test DHT because that's the bad testosterone. That is where we see receding hairlines in women with high DHT. So as we talked about earlier, PCOS, high testosterone, low progesterone. PCOS goes hand in hand a lot of times with hypothyroidism. And that high testosterone in and of itself with the PCOS can cause hair loss as well, as can low progesterone. So as you can see, all of these symptoms can definitely be tied back to thyroid, but there's so many different things that we want to check. I'm probably not even going to get everything in today, but I'm going to give you some other ideas. Obviously, heavy periods, infertility, miscarriages, we also want to check your iodine levels. Now, iodine ties back to the thyroid, doesn't it? Yes, it does. What if you don't have a thyroid? Still want to check your iodine levels? Yes, absolutely. And then we want to check your sex hormones. What about estrogen, progesterone, free and total testosterone, DHEA, which is the precursor to testosterone? What about pregnenolone? That's a big one to test because pregnenolone is a precursor to all hormones. Very important for neurological conditions. Okay. So then we can go to the blood sugar control. Like I said, PCOS, insulin resistance, over intake of processed foods that can shoot your blood sugar up and then drop you down low. So now you're hypo, hyperglycemic, hypoglycemic in the valley, tied to also PCOS, tied to also hypothyroidism. Could be your behaviors and your food choices causing it, could be an underlying condition causing it. Diabetes, we see a strong genetic component. So if you have diabetes in your family, it's a good idea to get insulin, hemoglobin A1C, fasting glucose tested, as well as a full thyroid panel. High cortisol. High cortisol is also tied to hyperglycemia. So high cortisol levels will push glucose up. So if you have high cortisol due to the beginning exhaustion stages of adrenal fatigue and you're riding high and we do a four-point salivary on you and your lines up here, then that means that your blood sugar is really high throughout the day. And that's an insulin problem. And then that ties back to the thyroid. So sometimes we're treating multiple things because they cross over each other. And you can't just treat one without treating the other. And you have to get to the root cause of the problem. See how everything just ties together. It's kind of fascinating. At least it is for me. I hope it is for you. Um, irregular periods, heavy periods. We said sex hormones, insulin, PCOS. Yes, we got that. Okay. Um, increased allergies or hives. Sometimes it's just allergies. Sometimes it's just hives. And then sometimes it ties back to an autoimmune response. Intolerance to hot or cold temperatures. Like I said, I'm hot all the time. I hate it. I hate it because all you all that are cold can put on a sweatshirt. I can't strip down any more than a tank top and turn the AC on. So that whether it's tied to my thyroid or not, because I'm still like that. Like I said, it got a little bit better when I got optimized, but I'm still like that. So I accept that as being just me. Uh, erythromalacia. So I was on with the patient today. I asked specifically because her temperature is fluctuating. I said, does your feet turn bright red 
and feel like they're going to explode? Do your feet turn bright red when you are hot? Do your fingertips turn bright red or your hands turn red? Do your ears burn? Do you ever have ear burn? Like the outer corners of your earlobe are on fire. Sometimes they turn red. Sometimes they're hot to the touch. Do your feet feel like they're going to explode when it's above 75 degrees? That is called erythromalacia. And it's a very rare condition. There's no known treatment, but it is tied to hypothyroidism as well. And my sister did diagnose me with this. So even though she was one of the ones that misdiagnosed me in the beginning, like I said, I love you, Pam. But uh, my sister did diagnose me with this as soon as I told her, this is years ago. I'm like, what is going on? If I'm outside and you look at my feet, they're like reddish purple. They're disgusting. They feel like they're going to explode, like they're on fire from the inside out. So she diagnosed me with, a, 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 I think I'm saying it right, erythromalacia. And um, she said it could be tied to your thyroid, but it could just be existing in and of itself. And there's no known cure. So I just stick my feet in ice whenever I can. I've been known to stand in the snow sometimes. Let me go back to our list here. Heartburn, bloating, gas, constipation. Could be they eat like crap, but it also could be tied back to your thyroid. So very important to kind of rule that out, do some gut healing, check for leaky gut. Remember with Hashimoto's, it's a three-legged stool. So what needs, thank you, uh, Alessia Alfasano. Three-legged stool theory of all autoimmune conditions. For autoimmune to exist, we have to have leaky gut. We have to have a genetic predisposition, which you can't do anything about. It's genetics. A leaky gut and then a trigger, like stress, um, eating gluten, um, a traumatic event that would kind of be under stress, pregnancy, perimenopause, puberty, the three Ps from a ladies. That can spur on. And it kind of turn the, the switch on an autoimmune condition, turn the switch on to Hashimoto's to actually present itself. Um, so if you are eating poorly, eating a lot of processed foods, eating a lot of gluten, eating the bad fats like canola oil, processed oil, fatty fried foods, tons of sugar, refined sugar, then you're kind of causing it yourself from your choices. But you could also be setting yourself up that little switch to flip on and Hashimoto's to present itself. Okay, moving on. <laughs> anxiety and depression. Let's chat for a minute, shall we? All right, anxiety and depression. Some people have a brain chemistry imbalance. Sometimes it's just a neurotransmitter issue. Sometimes there is a lower production of serotonin. Now, let me pause there. 90% of serotonin is made in your gut. What if we go back to the food intolerances and the bloating and the gas and the constipation, and the heartburn, and you're eating like crap, then you are actually down-regulating your production of serotonin. 90% of serotonin, that happy neurotransmitter, is produced in the gut. That will have a huge impact. There is a gut-brain connection, people. And I actually just um, recorded a podcast it's called the Lizard Brain Podcast, and I will let you know when that is released. We talk all about the gut-brain connection and the tie-in with the thyroid and how so many different things can actually cause anxiety and depression where you don't need an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication. Sometimes you do. Some people just have that genetic predisposition where the brain chemistry is off. And no matter what we do naturally, they're just not feeling balanced. And that's where we have to use something like an SSRI 
or an antipsychotic and anti-anxiety as needed. Yes, we can try things like GABA. We can try things like L-tyrosine to take that edge off of the anxiety. We can try uh, CBD oil. We can try everything naturally, but sometimes that small group of people that we've optimized their thyroid and we've done everything else still experiencing anxiety and depression. Sometimes that is something else. Sometimes it's a brain chemistry imbalance. But we have to rule out everything first. We have to rule out a thyroid problem first before we start slapping on the band-aids. All right, what else do I want to go over that could be something else? Uh, fatigue. Let's talk about fatigue. Fatigue and low energy levels definitely tied to the thyroid. But what else is it tied to? So low vitamin D. If you have low vitamin D, and I mean under 80. So I see these people told, oh, you're totally normal. And their vitamin D is 35. You're not even going to want to get out of bed in the morning if your vitamin D is 35. And if you are in the upper half, you cut the United States in half, and you're in this part of the hemisphere like I am, you have to take vitamin D every day. I don't care if you're out in the sun or not. Go back to my YouTube channel and watch the one vitamin that I would take if stranded on a desert island would be vitamin D because it's so important for everything. It's so important for hormone balance. It is important for energy. Um, so low vitamin D levels could be tied back to your fatigue. Detoxification. So I have patients that have a mouthful of amalgam fillings, the silver fillings. That is made of mercury, mercury off gases. Mercury will then downregulate your thyroid, but it will also just toxify your brain. So mercury is one element that can get actually stored in the brain. And we have to do a proper detoxification protocol where it actually binds to the mercury in the brain and excretes it properly out of the body. So mercury toxicity, definitely a factor, definitely a component in fatigue and energy levels. Some of my patients have had explants. So breast implant removal surgeries, and they have had success. Sometimes breast implants don't even play a factor. Some people are not sick and they don't experience any um, negative side effects from it. I don't know. I haven't looked. This is not my area of specialty. I have not looked into it deeply. So I don't know if the explants that are the explant surgeries that are successful are tied to a certain type of implant. So maybe if you have an old one that was saline and whatever they made the outer coating with, I don't know. But all I can tell you is detoxification or toxification, if your body is toxic, can definitely impact your energy level. So you can see how things can just be other things, right? Back pain, frozen shoulder might just mean that you need a really good massage or a chiropractor. Um, constant headaches, it could be tied to low progesterone or your, yeah, your hormones are all messed up or you're toxic. And, and that's impeding your, um, the nerve, the migraine, the nerve, you know, pinching on the nerve and, and inflaming, inflaming, thank you, inflaming the nerve and causing a migraine on one side of your head. So there are other things that it could be. Let's test the thyroid first. So I hope these symptoms were kind of eye opening for you. And if you were listening, or if you listen at a later time, and you say, Oh, my gosh, that's me. Yes, check, 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 check then it definitely is time to get that tested. Um, I am going to put the, so I'm going to put the link to 
the complete thyroid fix lab and symptom checklist. So you can download it. And in there, like I said, you will have all of the symptoms that you can do your own little checklist for everything that we just talked about today. You can also see all of the labs that you need as well as the optimal lab values. So we're not just going by the normal lab values. We have to go by functional medicine, optimal lab values. You must be in that optimal range to feel your best. Okay. All right. That was a good topic today. So I want to thank you for jumping on and definitely please, please, please share this with anyone that you know that this will help. We got to a lot. I think this is very, very eye-opening for many patients that are suffering from these symptoms that maybe they didn't even think could be tied to their thyroid. And there's a lot of people out there that are still suffering, a lot of people that are still confused, and a lot of people that are still going through what I went through and what you all went through in the beginning when we were trying to get diagnosed and we were saying, hey, something is wrong with me. Can somebody please listen and do the right test and figure this out for me, please? So we all understand how you feel. Share this with people that you think are in that same boat and still frustrated and still suffering and need some direction and need some answers. Thank you so much for listening to the Thyroid Fix podcast. As always, please share this with anyone that you know that needs this information. And I guarantee you there's a lot of people out there and in your life who do. If you would please take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be much appreciated. I read all of them and I'll even read some on the air. Actually, I'll read all of them on the air because I appreciate it that much. Also, please remember that anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat. So you always want to check with your doctor about any advice given that you hear on this podcast. And if you would like to book a discovery call, a free discovery call to go over everything that's going on with you and to go over how I can help you, please go to my website at amyhorneman.com. The link is always in the show notes and click on book a call. Choose a time and a day that's right for you. And we will see how we can help you. Thanks for listening.